Hi hi and welcome to Puzzle Home. Hello everyone. Back with another podcast episode. Uh, before I get into it, just want to say how my days are going. They're going great actually. I've been going out a bit more. Usually I've been home. I'm usually home most of the time now. But uh, the past week I've already gone out to the beach with my friend, which is very nice. I did forget to rub sunscreen on my shoulder blades because I was wearing a tank top and I forgot that that part was exposed. So that part got burnt (laughs) quite badly and it hurts. But that's okay. At least I got some vitamin D in my life. Very much needed. And I felt very relaxed. We had good food. It was a picnic. A picnic at the beach. We also bought ciders. Then when I came home, we had our neighbor over. And we had some good dinner. Some wine. So it was a good day. And also... uh, Just yesterday... I went with my mom in the evening, well, close to evening, like late afternoon, to botanical gardens. And I've really started loving going to parks, gardens, the beach, anywhere that's just in the proximity, like has nature in the proximity. Like for me now that like that's such a great relaxing time. I love to look at the nature the people around it's so calming and it really feels like uh, i've retired and i'm just enjoying my life around nature and not having any worries well i say this because i don't technically have a job yet but there's hope i went for an interview so i might get in uh yeah (laughs) so does it just feels very nice right to relax like this in nature but I know that of course I still have a whole life in front of me and of course I need to work and all that I I can't (laughs) that part I understand but now I'm free I'm just enjoying it as much as I can so yeah there's really something especially when the sun starts to set and it's quite it's quite cooling it's not that hot and then you can see how the light falls on the leaves on the flowers and you meet different kinds of animals as well like in the botanical garden there's a lot of chickens actually hens roosters little chicks running around monitor lizards all sorts of butterflies and insects and i mean i'm usually afraid of insects but if i'm in a very big space and i can admire the insects from afar and i'm not in a small little room with them i'm i'm perfectly fine right like it's, it's the opposite way, like, I'm invading their territory, they're not invading mine. So that's a more pleasant way to look at insects and nature. I highly urge all of you, actually, to step out and go for a walk in your, in your nearby park, or even travel out to a park that you may prefer. Uh, and Like, maybe you can get, like, a little... Uh, ice to drink you can bring along some snacks with you bring along 
your phone or if you're into photography, you take some photos of wildlife and you can go alone or with a friend, with a partner, family member. But I do recommend uh, trying it out alone because it's so therapeutic, really. Like just to get out and not be pent, home up, pent up at home all the time, especially if you're working from home. It's really a much needed thing to let your mind and your eyes rest in nature. <laughs> but yeah, on to the episode. So today's episode, I'll be talking about my complex identity. Um, just to put it out there, it's not from the outside. I'm not that complex in the sense that I I am a straight person. I'm a straight asexual uh, girl, female. I identify as that. So, but it's just the way I carry myself and the way I dress, I feel, that might maybe bring about some speculations, right? So, I mean, now, the thing is that last time I remember... Okay, my, I have no idea why my cat is meowing so much. Anyway... Uh, my cat has been meowing a lot recently, actually. Like, she'll be meowing after she eats, before she eats, before she goes to the toilet, after she goes to the toilet. I'm not very sure why, even though, like, once she stops meowing for, like, those few minutes, she's completely fine, she's active, she's herself. I do have a feeling it might be because of gastric issues. I, we do have tablets. I remember when we went to the doctor last time, they did give us tablets for gastric because they suspected she might have that problem. But like, it was okay. But now she has been meowing considerably more, which is quite worrying. So I'm considering I might be giving her those tablets again. But I don't know if that will have to be a daily thing. Like, would I have to keep going to the clinic every time to keep getting her gastric tablets? I might, if that problem is like, really like severe, you know? Yeah, though I wouldn't want my poor cat to be in pain all the time. Uh, yeah, so I think I'm going to try giving her a tablet. And if she meows less after those tablets, then it's probably that. But apart from that, I don't think it's anything else. She's been going to the toilet quite okay. Uh, eating fine, drinking as per normal. So it's a bit, it's a bit tough. It can be quite tough to try and predict something about your cat or your animal because they can't talk right like there are certain I guess signals that you get used to like oh this means that they want food right but what about other things like are they behaving like this because they're stressed or is it because of some kind of I don't know if animals go through hormonal changes like people do you know how people once they hit certain age phases like, they start to get mood swings more often, or more stressed, or more anxious. Like, I don't know if that happens with animals. It probably does. So maybe she is going through this kind of period of time right now. Because apart from that, she seems fine. She's not, like, isolating herself. She doesn't seem down or not herself, apart from the meowing. So, like, okay, if she, she turns six years old, then apparently in human years, that would be 40 years old. And 40 years old is already, you know, it's indicating you're like a very mature adult, right? Like 40, 10 more years and you're already gonna be on like the brink of, uh, I guess, an old, old adult. Not exactly elderly. <laughs> Actually, I don't even know how to categorize age, but 
yeah, I don't know. But anyway, my cat stopped meowing now. <laughs> so great. Okay, so yeah, based on my identity, right? Um, last time, like I used to have uh, long hair and everything. But then I remember when I left high school, I had this strong urge to cut my hair. Cut it like really short, like above the above the jaw. Yeah, so it's, it was kind of like a pixie cut in a way. That was my first short haircut that I tried. Uh, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted. I just said, oh, I wanted shorter hair. So in the end, the hairdresser kind of gave me a pixie cut in a way. And uh, at first I was like, oh, this is quite exciting. Uh, but I, I I would honestly say I didn't really like it that much because I felt a bit like uh, I felt like I have I looked considerably mature once I cut my hair that short. But then after that, I started experimenting uh, with my hair growing out a bit, having a bit more volume in my hair, cutting it shorter, but keeping that volume. So it's a bit more of an androgynous kind of uh, short hair cut look. I've also tried a bit like a K-pop aesthetic, like a guy K-pop short haircut look. And like it kind of looked okay on me, but like looking back, I really, I don't think I'm going to cut that sh to that short again. And plus I felt like when I, when I cut my hair that short and I was in university, I felt like a lot of people thought I was queer because of it. <laughs> like, like. I remember my friends, like, once they got to know me, like, once I got to know them and, like, know each other better until we were, like, comfortable talking about these kind of topics, they would be like, hey, like, they would, they would drop that question, like, oh, uh, like, are you straight? Or, and then, like, respectfully, they would ask me, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm straight. And they're like, oh, okay. I, they, they started saying, oh, it's, it's probably maybe because of the haircut or, like, the fact that you were dressing androgynously. It kind of made it seem like you're a lesbian and I was like, oh no, I really didn't want to give up lesbian vibes because I'm not one, you know, you get what I mean. So that's why I felt like short hair, I didn't pull it off as much like the way I wanted to pull it off. I wanted to have short hair and look androgynous, like where I could be feminine and masculine or feminine in a masculine way. Yeah, that, that that's actually the my whole style i want my style to be like that feminine but in a masculine kind of way so i still identify as a female right i'm a straight female uh even though asexual but still straight female so i do still want to be kind of just recognized as a straight female you see but also uh i guess uh want people to look at me and be like oh cool or start thinking hey like they could look like a guy but like they also look like a girl kind of thing so uh, i don't I, I i guess you can call it sort of like a non-binary but i would i i like quite identify as that like i still identify i want to identify as a female rather than non-binaries but yeah that kind of idea kind of thing like maybe people can second guess and be like oh like that, that looks like a cool girl <laughs> kind of thing and they're like oh wow they actually look a little masculine like the way they dress and what whatnot so yeah that's the identity i'm looking for in a way because i feel uh okay i'm back to the hair sorry so when i started when i realized most people started seeing my short hair more as like a lesbian kind of thing that's where i decided to grow it out again and oh my gosh the growing out period was terrible like i like when my hair reached my ear like no below my ear like it was 
the thing is my hair is wavy, right? It's not straight. If it was straight, maybe it would have been okay or curly. But my hair is wavy and it basically looked like I had a like a it looked like I had a very badly placed wig on my head. It was just it was a bad like and plus I I didn't I was not one to style my hair and pour or put gel on it. So like it just really looked bad. There was a certain point where I just looked so bad of that kind of hair. But it was like yeah, I had to I had to lift it away. You know when you're growing your hair, you have to go through that awkward face where it doesn't look good. Especially once you've cut it like super short before. But yeah, okay, once that uh phase or whatever went by and I finally had enough hair to tie into a ponytail uh, or like a bun behind, then that's actually been my kind of go-to hairstyle basically every single day. Uh, I mean, one thing is uh, letting my hair down. I can also do that and I do, I, I can look quite androgynous with my hair down, especially if I dress uh, quite feminine, ma masculine kind of way. But it's quite hot in Singapore. So I really rarely let my hair down. Like I only, the only time I let my hair down is actually after a shower to let my hair dry. But apart from that, I always keep my hair up in a bun. And the bun is not like a high bun, it's like a low droopy bun. And it kind of gives off the kind of, it just, it's a more neutral look I would say as well. And it's still like, um, for example, that like when I go outside, like when I go out with my friends, uh, like if we're going to like the mall or somewhere with aircon, and I can dress a bit more warmly, not in shorts and stuff. I would wear jeans or like there. I have a pair of skinny jeans and I have a pair of ripped jeans that are a bit bigger on me, so they look a bit more. Not really hipster, I'd say. I'm. I wouldn't really know how to describe that style. I'm still getting familiar with like certain styles and aesthetics. But yeah, I have those two pairs of jeans and I would pair those jeans with uh, black boots, high cut boots that I have from Timberland. Like I was so lucky I managed to grab those boots because they only had it for a short period of time and then they, they stopped selling them and then they were just back to those regular and they had some sort of black boot thing, but it, it, they were like heavier. These boots are, are light and th that's good, especially in Singapore kind of weather where like heavy, big boots is kind of like, I mean, where would you, <laughs> unless you're going to go trekking in them. So this, my boots were like, I, I would consider very stylish uh, with jeans, especially. And I would wear jeans, boots, and I uh, have recently... Uh, bought shirts and long sleeve shirts that are quite androgynous in my opinion like there's one in my cupboard that I actually saw only Jayus this tiktoker who is actually a, a lesbian but she dresses in the femme masculine kind of way uh, she has the same shirt as me so it's like uh, it's, I, I bought it in the male, ma male section of the store uh, from Pull and Bear Ash, what's it? yeah Pull and Bear I actually really love Pull and Bear's uh, clothing options it depends on the season though, because sometimes in the female aisle, they don't really have much stuff sometimes, but sometimes they have a good like array of like different styles of clothing in the female aisle and I actually find something that I like. Uh, it could be either like a unisex or sometimes like a more feminine 
But yeah, recently I've wanted to have more masculine clothing than feminine clothing because it's very it's it's become like most of the time I want to dress more masculine than feminine. Like it's now rare for me to want to go out in a, in a like a short skirt and uh, a little crop top. Like I used to go out like that more often. But now I don't really feel like going out like that anymore. It doesn't feel like me in that sense. So I try to stick to jeans, pants, in that sense if I go out. Yeah, the, the so the I was talking about the male shirt with like, a, it's like a patterned, it looks like a smoky kind of a shirt. It's like quite loose on me, but it, loose, but like it fits nicely in that sense. Uh, I, I, I realized it's kind of, oversized shirts really suit me like I have a pajama top that's white and quite big but it fits on me so well and I do look I think I look cool <laughs> and I mean the one thing I also like about oversized shirts or shirts that are not like just right like on your body is that they don't accentuate your figure and I don't want people to really pay attention to like my figure I don't want people to oh like notice that oh notice my my curve or what curves or whatever like feminine curves and yeah because as i said i want to appear more masculine right so i that's why i choose that kind of more loosely fit clothing keep my hair up in a bun have like a black little small bag and that's kind of my style yeah uh my 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 current style yeah i mean from the outside i do definitely look feminine like i i mean as in i'm female i think people can definitely rec recognize me as a female but just based on my clothing aesthetic like it's leans more towards like a more masculine kind of way yeah so the main thing yeah just like i said i don't want to appear as a queer person i kind of but at the same time it's not really something i can control right like as long as I like, even though I might, for example, like wearing stuff that are more a bit more masculine, but then people might start thinking I'm I'm queer because of it. Like, what am I supposed to do, right? I, mean, I guess that's just a, a common association with that, right? Just like I said just now, how the TikToker only Jay is like she is a lesbian and she dresses in a way that I really like her clothing style and it's something that I can relate to. But as a straight person. So it's a bit complicated. That's why I I I, I named this podcast my complex identity because I feel like I might like the style of um, dressing like a, a lesbian who is like I guess considered dominant or more masculine. They want to show up a bit more of their masculinity because like maybe they consider themselves the more dominant uh, partner in the same sex relationship, for example. Uh, yeah, even though I'm straight. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that is out of my control kind of thing. But as I said, uh, all, the reason why I, I want to keep having my long hair but in a bun or even let down, like I, there are photos on my Instagram uh, where I have my hair down and I'm in that kind of masculine clothing and I do look very androgynous and, and yeah, but because of Singapore weather, like I said, I really don't like having to flick my hair and I want to feel comfortable. So that's why I put it in a bun. And I'm not going back to short hair because I do feel like... Okay, in some photos, I it's either I look a lot like a lesbian 
or I look a lot like a guy. So, uh, like the fact that it's kind of like on the fence, this kind of thing, it's it's a little bit, uh, it, it bothers me. So I'd rather just stick to long hair. It's, it's simpler for me in that sense in my, uh, how I identify myself. Actually, I have thought of shaving my head, right? I feel like me with a shaved head can probably give up the most in Georgiana's kind of vibe, especially when I dress that way. And I'm actually all up for it. But the thing is that like, I was thinking if I do that, then would I want to keep having a bald head? Would I keep wanting to maintain it, you know, and like shave it from time to time? Because I definitely do not want it to grow out and make me look like like a butch, you know? So it's it's a little complex in that sense, of course. But if I, in any case, also, if I suddenly feel like, oh, I want long hair, I can actually maintain a bald head and just, like, buy a wig, for example. Like, I guess that that is one way to do it. But I think for now, um, I do want a haircut, but I think it's just a trim because my hair is getting quite long. And the ends of my hairs are dead and damaged because they are bleached. And I really just want to slowly cut off all of my bleached hair. Because, okay, I don't think it's because of this, but I've been having a lot of hair loss recently. Like, it's become quite visible. Like, every time I comb my hair and every time after a shower, I, I have so much hair coming out, like, in chunks. Uh, it's just, it's it's quite scary. <laughs> I'm not very sure why. I think it's mainly because my my hair is weak, or maybe because I re because I rarely let it down. I think that's the main reason. I think, and because of that, I because the the fact that I keep having it tied up on my head, even though it's not tied up tightly, and I make sure nothing is pulling at my scalp, and I feel comfortable. Uh, the hair, the your scalp or whatever, the hair follicles are still strained in a way. Maybe not, may not be like to the point where it's painful or I feel it, but they're still being pulled, right? Because you're t you're tying your hair up. So I think because of that constant every day, right? The fact that I tie my hair up and not let it down at all, maybe that's why my hair has gotten weak. Because if you take an individual individual hair of mine and you try to like pull it on both sides, right? Usually like very weak hair, it will like. Uh, it, it, it will break very easily but mine doesn't mine is like rubbery and strong so the guess is just the root the the scalp my scalp the roots where it's like the issue it's not exactly the hair itself like my non-bleached hair because that time I had a balayage so I it, they bleached the second half of my hair like the, the, the last half yeah so my top half of my head actually even more now because like i've been cutting it and like it, it's it's fine it's healthy it's normal hair and i'm using a good shampoo like i'm using a somewhat like environmentally friendly kind of i i don't know if i can call it organic but they have things like coconut extracts in there natural plant kind of extracts as well so the like I don't think it's because of like a chemically shampoo that gets rid of oils in my hair because I only wash my hair like once every two or three days. Plus my hair can get quite oily, especially if I end up doing some kind of exercise where I go outside and I sweat and my hair can get quite greasy in the matter of uh, two days. So that's why. 
Uh, yeah, so it's not, it's not the problem of me washing my hair too much or I think it is just me tying it up so but I mean I mean okay matters aside yes I'm having quite a bit of hair loss but uh, my mom has recommended me to do a hair mask to try and rejuvenate my hair but and maybe I should let my hair down once in a while just to kind of yeah especially if we have the aircon on at home yeah then I, I guess there's there's no excuse for me to not let my hair down. But yes, 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 that's my <laughs> complex identity anyway. But okay, that's, that's the way I want to look stylish, for example, if I go outside with my friends, right? But there's also the fact where I actually also like dressing just comfortably. Like I could want to go outside with my friends and dress stylishly, especially if we're walking around the mall. But sometimes also I just want to dress comfortably. And my sense of comfortably is sneakers, uh, sweatpants. Uh, I have a pair of uh, male sweatpants. They're actually very comfortable, they're, but they're quite thick. So if you're walking around in a mall, it's fine. But if you're walking outside the whole day, it'll be quite hot in them. But they are 100% cotton. So actually it's not that hot, like if you were to compare it to polyester material or uh, the mixed kind of material sweatpants, you will get hotter in them easier. I did buy a second pair of sweatpants, uh, female ones that are lighter and they're still comfortable but they're like beige-ish and they're not as fashionable. I feel in general black is a fas very fashionable color but also just the design of the sweatpants, it feels more like a sweatpants at home kind of thing and I did buy them for that in mind but also thinking oh this does look decent if I wore it outside but I don't know I don't I, I realize I don't I don't really want to wear them outside so I stick to my uh, male sweatpants and with those male sweatpants I would wear a black shirt uh, I would I have a black a long black shirt it's actually a merch, a YouTube merch from uh, YouTubers I used to watch. Uh, it's a very simple, nice black shirt that has the caption, you already know what's up, which is their YouTube uh, kind of saying every time they start a video. And then at the back, they have a cool little uh, thing, K and J in like clear block letters that like repetitively go down the shirt. And it just looks cool. <laughs> so. I wear that usually with the sweatpants or other black shirts. I have other black shirts as well. I have quite a lot of black shirts. Two or three of them are from my university because of clubs I attended or events I attended. And also my a university t-shirt is black. Um, and I also have a BTS black shirt from Uniqlo that my uh, wonderful friend got for my birthday. Uh, yeah, and I'm pretty sure another black shirt from somewhere. I don't remember where. But I have quite a lot of black shirts. And I do have two blank tops. Two blank. Two black tank tops, I want to say. One is quite old. Uh, doesn't look nice. So I just wear it inside. Like if I do happen to exercise, I wear it at home. And the other black tank top is new. It's from Giordano. It's actually very comfortable and cotton. And I've actually been wearing that and a brown, a very light brown tank top outside. I actually wore the the beige one to the beach, the brown one. Yeah, and the black tank looks good. 
And then I would wear, uh, I would bring along a jacket, a black jacket. I have a dark navy jacket that's very sporty. It's a male, it's a male, a uh, small male jacket. Looks good. I mean, it's a good fit. So yeah, that's, that's how I like to dress uh, comfortably. And I also feel like if I put up the hood of my jacket, and especially if I'm in a ponytail, right? It halves, it hides basically all my hair. So I do look much more masculine, especially my face and the way I look, uh, because I, if you, like, yeah, if I, you take my hair out of the equation and into the hood, uh, I do my face can appear quite masculine in the sense because I do have quite a definite jawline, and my jaw is quite long; it's quite elongated out, uh, and I do have uh, dark eyebrows. Uh, yeah, my features I feel can look quite androgynous if that makes sense. <laughs> like my features are quite feminine I'd say but depending on how I act, depending on how I dress, I can seem a bit more towards the masculine kind of side. But yeah, um, but I've always, but because of my complex somewhat identity, right, the way I express myself, uh, there's also that question, uh, as a straight female, thinking, what if guys think, right, that I'm queer, or think that I'm too masculine for them? I've always felt that kind of, um, question brewing. That's why I always thought, oh, maybe that's why there are no guys that ever seemed interested in me. But even before, even before I got this masculine kind of style, like, where I used to dress more feminine... Even then, I didn't really... There were no guys who were interested in me. I'm not very sure why. Like, the guys I would I would be interested in were not interested in me at all. Uh, it was... <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's, a, it's a bit sad, I guess. Uh, but that was last time. Now I'm kind of a bit more neutral about it. But it's just still something I... Uh, it's just kind of like at the back of my head. It's just something I know... That might be a bit more complicated and uh, I mean I know there's this common problem among uh, girls like me or girls who maybe ap appear a bit more masculine in the terms in the way they dress or even in their haircut or the way they carry themselves right like maybe their habits like drinking or smoking or uh, not saying drinking and smoking makes you more masculine, but imagine someone like me, right? Drinking, smoking, doing uh, or being muscular, right? Like going going to the gym and developing like a good muscle mass and looking more masculine in that sense. Like imagine that kind of you know image, right? So then, it's it can be hard to see a straight guy liking this kind of straight girl, right? Because you'll immediately assume that they're too masculine for them they'll feel like oh you know i prefer a more feminine kind of girl and that makes sense right and then there might be also that issue oh they might think i'm queer and that's why they don't want to have any romantic relations with me and stuff and i've also even thought to the extent of like oh what if they kind of feel that i don't have that kind of sexual vibes like somehow because i'm asexual maybe i don't emit these kind of sexual waves that normal basically non-asexuals do like normal people do <laughs> like I don't know like, it's, it's gotten to that point of overthinking where I'm like can that be felt because typically I mean we are human you know human like animals like I'm pretty sure 
you can feel each other's kind of sexual waves or energy, right? Like, that's a thing, right? And, like, things like sexual tension, if you like someone. And um, I've never felt... Not, not really, I've never felt... I feel like, to be more exact, I've felt romantic tension with people, right? That I liked. But I wouldn't call it sexual tension. Because sexual tension implies you do want to have... Do want to have sexual relations with them but i never wanted that which is why i'm asexual obviously uh so maybe because maybe that does give that's probably a reason maybe why or maybe not or maybe i'm overthinking <laughs> but it's just come to a point where i love that i found a version of myself that i like and whatever if guys think oh it's not really my kind of thing or like they feel kind of a bit not attracted to that i don't really care about that but i mean i do know that there are guys who like more masculine girls and these guys tend to be a bit more feminine maybe not necessarily but usually i think i think it's because of the energy exchange right usually the energy exchange like just like for example in a same-sex kind of relationship one person is likely to be more feminine or more masculine than the other it's a normal kind of energy exchange right like the opposites attract kind of thing in the sense of energy you know uh but yeah i'm not gonna try and guess my way here into these kind of things into oh whether i will have be able to have a relationship like that well like will they be able to accept me like that uh, but it's not that I completely, you know, am not feminine or don't want to express my femininity in some way. Because I still wear, for example, to church. I mean, it's uh, mandatory, but I do enjoy wearing long skirts, like long skirts, long sleeve shirts to church. I still feel like, oh, this is a style that I like and I wear, even though it's only, t even though it's only to church. Like I still want to look uh, stylish and feminine when I'm in church. But yeah, mainly only in church. When I go outside, like this, the thing I what the kind of attraction I attraction attention I get dressing in a more masculine androgynous way. It's something I'm more comfortable with, rather than the attention I might get if I dress in the more feminine way. And that version for me is uh, a bit more like a, a very common kind of female aesthetic, where it's like either like in in the summer kind of vibe. It's like a crop top with a short skirt or with shorts, right? that kind of thing uh i don't like that kind of attention or like vibes i get from people when i dress like that and i don't feel myself because i feel like i get attention for it or i recognize that way but i'm like i'm like this is not me i don't feel myself like this like i yes i dress this way and i it's not i don't feel I, it's not like i feel completely uncomfortable in what i'm wearing like i picked out that clothing because i do like it it's not very very feminine is kind of still you know okay like it's feminine but not like yelling you know oh i'm super girly kind of thing but yeah it's just uh it's just a fact it's just a fact of the way i see myself and the way i portray myself yes yes of that um but those who know me or even those who don't know me uh my interests are also very i mean i know there are some interests according to you know traditional ways of thinking and thousands and, and generations and generations of like how 
certain things people like might be more what suited to a certain gender. It's really it doesn't have to be that way. But I mean, me as a person, for example, you know, I like music and I like music, almost all music of all sorts, ranging from pop, punk, rock, metal, electronic music, hip hop, R and B, trap, rap. All of that, I'm just indie, like, I like that. I like all of that. And maybe some music, like some people, or like, you know, it's traditionally people might think, oh, things like, things like, you know, heavy rock or metal, it's kind of a more guy thing, which is completely not necessarily that way. But the reason I'm saying is, is because I, I grew up in a quite a traditional household, and my parents are very traditional in that sense, so... That's why, right? I'm just um, when you when 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 you're you're exploring what you like, exploring how you want to express yourself. And that's why you feel like you're going out of uh, like a traditional idea of a what a female is, even just based on how you dress or what you like. But because you know, right? Like just my observation of like youth and the way. Like, we're justifying, like, how things don't have to be tied to a gender, right? Just, like, your taste in music or your taste in clothing. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> it doesn't have to be that way. So, I I'm just gonna freely share my interests uh, with you, and I'm not gonna try and classify it under, like, a certain gender. Or, oh, like, the things I like is not exactly feminine, which is kind of really, like, bullshit if you think about it, but... Uh, yeah, and I also, ever since I was a kid, I love to watch YouTube gameplays, especially horror gameplays. Uh, I like also RPG gameplays, story-based games, all of that. It's just, I think it's a common association for girls who are more like gamer girls, or girls who are more into like things like metal, or wearing like these kind of black, uh, like, androgynous clothing, or being a bit more, right, like, uh, crossing boundaries kind of things, like, that's where, like, the whole labels, like, tomboy, right, androgynous, because they're not feminine, and, like, they're behaving not like a female-ish, more, like, in-between kind of thing, you know, there's, all of these labels still exist, and I know they're being kind of broken down and, uh, kind of analyzed, uh, but it's just something to think about, right? Because it still exists in our society quite prominently, even though we are trying to break these norms, break these kind of associations, but, right, like, uh, like all of us, I'm pretty sure, most of us have grown up in very traditional households, so it's also something we still think about, right? I, I feel. But yeah, I'm actually really glad that my parents are very supportive of any kind of self-expressive decisions I have for myself. Uh, there's no such thing as me needing to be very girly or very feminine. No, my mom's completely open to me uh, crossing boundaries and, and stuff like that. But I mean, there are of course, certain things and also I, I certain things I am also not willing to cross and also that's also strictly against the, some traditional values that I still uphold. Uh, so that's one thing. But yeah, I'm actually happy where I am now with my sense of identity and expression. So I, I don't feel like I am suppressed or I don't feel like I'm not revealing my true self to people. And I am. I am. I, 
I am wearing what I want and how I'm comfortable and expressing myself the way I feel best. Yeah, it's just we have all these labels and different expectations from people and what people can say about you and think about you. It's just something you think about, right? It's just something that makes you question. Makes you really think about this whole female, male aesthetic, where you lie. And even though it's really completely unnecessary to feel the need to put yourself somewhere, right? Just whatever people think, okay. If they think that way, sure. It's probably the way you know they were raised and the way they uh, were used to things being and whatever, right? And when you find people who manage to respect and understand the way you look and like, oh, you actually see what you're going for. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> there always be people from both spectrums, end of the spectrums. So... Just just go ahead and then just do what you want. Do what you want. Uh, and also, okay, this is not linked to my podcast topic for today, but it's just an observation that I've made, is that I realized that people who exercise, uh, be it to lose weight, be it uh, to gain muscle, or to attain a certain body figure, right? I feel like nowadays, a lot of us are chasing for, our, like chasing after exercise or diets um, because we want to look a certain way, right? We want our body to be a certain way. But the thing is that a lot of us miss out on the fact that genetically we're also wi we're wired in such different ways that to some, a certain body type is more attainable than the other. You know, even even if it might be your ideal body type or not, but I feel like that focus on the body type thing, like I feel like that focus is wrong because it tends to demotivate people much more when they don't see the result results they want in a certain time frame or after they work out and then they lift up their shirt or they look at their back and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm still not where I want to be, even though I'm like working so hard and doing everything I can and they get so demotivated and I just it's something I also uh, started thinking about but I realized what if we stopped focusing on how we look and rather how we feel after we do the things we want to better ourselves as people right be it in terms of our health our weight okay weight I can understand right like if you are uh, dieting or exercising and your weight isn't going up or down like okay that like that's like at all or very very little then it does signify that maybe you do need to have some more specific adjustments and stuff and I can understand if you can be frustrated when things don't go your way but when it comes to like wanting to be more toned in a certain way right like a specific very specific way of how your arms look for example right or your legs and your butt and whatnot or your abs even like they're really like for some people they don't have to work their abs that much and they just already have it right they already have a flat stomach they already have those lines there naturally right and then there are people who feel like they work so so hard and they and they just still have like that layer of fat which they think is like oh stubborn fat or like they can't see their abs that visibly but the thing is that you are getting stronger like you are getting stronger when you feel you're getting stronger 
right? Like when you realize you can pick up more weights or you can increase the intensity of your exercises, like that's more important than the way you look, I feel, honestly. Really focus on how you feel after a workout and the fact that you're improving, you're gaining, you're gaining more uh, strength in terms of like heavier weights you're picking up or increasing the intensity of your cardio or your, what do they call those combination of workouts that are like crossfit or something yeah just focus on the fact that oh my gosh like i could do more push-ups or i can finally do a push-up kind of thing right and or uh then the fact that you're demotivated just because you can't see lines in your abs like it just it's kind of the whole thing right on the outside it's such a false image of how what you can be on the inside like on the outside, you might see yourself, right, as being a bit more chubby or having a bit more fat, and then you're thinking, "Oh my gosh, I look, I still look fat. I don't look like I'm strong." But you are strong. You know you're strong because you have been working hard and you have just felt results, and you know that you can do better. You're doing better. And that's really all that matters. Really, be proud of that. Be so proud of that. So what if your body can't seem to go into a certain shape or form the way you want it to be? That's, that's already something that can, can be hard to change because of genetics. Like, there are... It's, I just really want all of you to know that. Because I feel like that's so important to maintain your motivation. To make you want to still become stronger and healthier. Right? Even if it's not something that's super visible on the outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that was a side rant I wanted to include in this podcast episode. But, and yeah, generally that's all I wanted to talk about. Also about my complex identity. Uh, Maybe some of you can relate. And uh, also see a different perspective, uh, I guess, into certain things. And I wish you a good day or a good night ahead. And I'll see you in the next one. So now you've reached the end of my podcast. Uh, it would be great if you could actually follow my Instagram page at Puzzle Home Podcast. That's where I post uh, weekly updates of my podcast. And there, it's also a platform where you can actually recommend me some topics that I can talk about. And possibly, yeah, talk about and help you. So yeah, follow my Instagram. <laughs>